As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So plans of the diligent lead to plenty. Say, I am. Say, I am diligent, which means I have plenty. Okay, next thing I want to give you. Next thing I want to give you. You need godly counsel. You need godly counsel. You need godly counsel. Now, I want you to go to Proverbs 20 and 18. Proverbs 20 and 18. Proverbs 20 and 18. If you have godly counsel, you'll be on the right track. Remember we talked about looking at your life like a track? Many people are on somebody else's track. We'll say it again. Many people are on somebody else's track. Your track is not your neighbor's track. My track is not your track. Got it? If you have godly counsel, you'll be on the right track. Now, look at Proverbs 20:18. It says, plans are established by what? Counsel. By wise counsel, wage war. Now, let's read this in. Let's read it out. Nothing is established without counsel. Crazy people go to war without counsel. That's what, the, that's what it's saying. Okay? This is so important because whoever has your ear has your future. And if somebody that has never accomplished anything has your ear, you better be suspect of what it is they're putting in there. And if somebody that's miserable and mad has your ear, you better be careful because that's the only thing they can put in there. So some people say, well, Bishop, I asked my mama and I say, well, where's your mama? Where's she go to church? Well, she don't go to church. She's out of order. So don't ask her nothing. Okay, it's got real quiet there. I can see I'm going to have to get a little gangster tonight. All right, that's cool. Bishop, I asked my brother. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Wise counsel. Say wise counsel. Okay, now go to one more scripture, Proverbs 15, 22. 
If you have godly counsel, you'll be on the right track. Godly counsel. And I'm, and I'm going to deal with a lot, of, a lot of different things here because some people think they're godly counsel, and, and they are the counsel of Satan himself. Hear, hear me, just because somebody say Jesus don't mean they're godly. Let me, let, me, let me prove something to you. Jesus, uh, Peter was talking. Now, Peter was a son to Jesus. He, he, he was, he was a, a, a disciple to Jesus. And uh, Peter's talking to Jesus, and Jesus said, listen, uh, I'm getting ready to die. I'm going to have to go up there. I'm going to die, but in three days, I'm coming back. I'm going to rebuild the temple. It's going to be marvelous. It's going to be glorious. Peter looks over him, and it says, stop saying this stuff, Jesus. This is not going to happen. I don't want to hear this. Jesus looks at Peter and said, Satan, get behind me. You can't even perceive spiritual stuff. You're missing what I'm saying. This was a spiritual guy, but he couldn't perceive what was going on. So even though he called the name of Jesus, it didn't mean that he had godly counsel. Jesus calls him the devil. Hmm. Okay, Proverbs 15, 22. Watch this. Without counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, they are what? established. Uh, several, several years ago, somebody was uh, trying to, they were, they were moving forward in their life, and they, uh, they said they were going to go, uh, and they were going to get an apartment, they were going to do some stuff, and I told them, I said, do not get an apartment. I said, you're not ready for that, do not do that yet. And they got themselves a bunch of other counsel that was, that was contrary counsel. And in them doing that, they ended up making a horrible decision that cost them money, way more money than they were prepared to pay. Several years ago, I had uh, somebody come to me and said, Bishop, I just feel like I'm being held back. I said, held back from what? I, I said, because I want to just go forth and, and I just want to preach the gospel. And I just want to go forth. And my spiritual counselor told me to do this and to do that. And I said, you are out of order. I said, so go do whatever you want to do. They did whatever they wanted to do. Mess their life up. To this day, still got issues. Godly counsel. Say godly counsel. godly counsel. Who are you listening to? Because you're listening to somebody. Who are you listening to? It's quiet in here. Okay, so where do you start for godly counsel? You start with the Bible. Start with the Bible. So, for example, if you say, Bishop, my plan is to start an adult website. That's not biblical. Now, I just needed to give you a real crazy example so you get it, okay? That's not biblical, Okay. That, that's not biblical, okay? He said, Bishop, m my plan is to start a weed shop since weed is legal here. <laughs> and I'm obeying the laws of the land, Bishop. <laughs> sure, but the problem with that is that the scripture uh, calls those kinds of substances. The scripture calls that sorcery. So, can't do that. Make sense? We're on the same page. So, first place you start is with the Bible. What does the Bible say about what it is that you're intending to do? Okay? So, sometimes people say, well, Bishop, um, you know, um, okay, I just got to go here. Don't be looking at me crazy. Um, Bishop, uh, it just makes more sense for us to move in together before we're married. Don't look at me crazy. Here's the problem, though. Okay, we're going to save $400 a month if we do that. And so it just makes sense to you. 
but, but, not, but not to him. Bitch, we ain't going to be doing nothing. You a lie. You a lie. Don't you lie that lie up in here. You a lie. In the country, we say the truth ain't in you. You're just a lie. <laughs> I guess that's technically true. You won't be doing nothing while y'all both at work. I guess that's true. It's quiet. Now, 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 here's what I'm saying. You say, Bishop, why do you bring that up? People make mistakes. People, sure, people make mistakes. But, 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 but the deal is, is what you don't understand is what you're doing is you're sowing seeds that are going to make any future relationship that much more difficult to sustain because you're not doing it his way. You're doing it your way. And he's not obligated to bless your mess. He's not obligated to get involved with a plan you didn't commit to him. Y'all not saying nothing to me. I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to help, help us. Come on here. Does the neighbor say, that's the truth? This is the truth. But Bishop, I'm not going to tithe this month because, okay, I'm just telling you, that's not godly counsel. What does the Bible say? And when you're talking about your plans, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Okay. Does that make sense, everybody? Okay. Now, connected to or secondary, after you figure out what the scripture says about your situation, uh, you need to, if I'm your pastor, a pastor, or rib <laughs> Got it? Then hear what I'm saying to you. Uh, it is important, the scripture teaches this, and I've taught this principle, you know, time and time again. It's important that you get your man of God's input in what it is that you're doing. Amen. So I've seen this happen. People call off and go off and get married and be like, Bishop, I'm married. And be like, oh, Okay. All right. Okay. But the book just told you what happens to those kind of plans. Y'all ain't finna do this to me up in here. Now, I'll just come down there if you ain't got nothing to say. The Bible says, and I don't have time to get this, the Bible says that God gives you a pastor as a gift to you. It's a gift to help you. To shepherd you, to lead you, to guide you, direct you. The scripture says that the man of God uh, in numbers, that he would go out before them and he would go in before them and he would lead them and he would guide them so that they wouldn't be like sheep that are scattered without a shepherd. When people look at your life, they should be able to see that they have good counsel in their life. Whenever a wealthy person gets ready to make a decision, y'all all right? Whenever a wealthy person gets ready to make a decision, you know what they do? They get their lawyer, which lawyers also call counselors. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. They bring their counselors in to say, listen, I, 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 I don't understand all the ins and outs of that, so I need someone that can see it from a different perspective, from a different angle, that has an expertise. I need to hear from them because they're going to be able to help me establish my plan. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So, 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 so those are the ways that you do that. And, and I urge you to be very careful of, of just thinking because somebody says Jesus that they can give you godly counsel. Does anybody say, be careful? Yeah. Just be careful. Because folk will tell you anything. And people will take, treat that Bible like they're, it's at Guantanamo Bay. They'll torture it until it says what they want it to say. They say whatever people want to say if they torture it long enough. You hear what I'm saying? If you have godly counsel, you'll be on the right track in life. 
so that you don't waste time being on the wrong track. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because if you've, if you've ever driven, I, I, I remember uh, I was going somewhere uh, several weeks ago, and um, I ended up making the wrong turn, and I ended up getting on the wrong highway, and I had to drive several miles outside of where I was going to get back to where I was going. I wasted time, I wasted gas, I wasted money, and I was angry. Angry with a capital A, capital N, capital G, capital R, capital Y, because I wasted time being on the wrong track. Say godly counsel. And then, of course, connected to this is, is obviously prayer, the things you're learning uh, through, throughout all the series and teachings and things like that uh, about the Holy Spirit and all those kinds of things. All those things are crucial when we talk about godly counsel because Jesus will give you the best counsel you can get. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you'll be ready to go down a road and the Holy Ghost will say, mm-mm. So do you understand what I'm saying when I say godly counsel? All right, all right, last, last, last set of things we're, we're going to cover tonight. Y'all all right? All right, next thing. If you can implement correction, you won't run backwards on the track. If you can implement correction, you won't run backwards on the track. Every failure is connected to a disobeyed instruction. Failure is connected to a disobeyed instruction. Failure is connected to a disobeyed instruction. Stand up and turn to the left. You stand up and go forward. You won't succeed at what you were intended to succeed at. Are y'all here? We're talking about a strategic life plan. <clears throat> now, uh, go to Proverbs 16.9. Proverbs 16.9. A few things, and we're going to be done. But I told you, I just wanted to walk us through this tonight. Because I want you to succeed. God, I want you to succeed. And, and, and hear me tonight. It doesn't matter what mistakes you have made or what mistakes even you are in the process of making right now. I'm here to tell you that if you make a decision that from this day forward, I am going to be strategic about my life. I'm going to tell you, it does not matter what mistakes you made. Touch your neighbor say, the past does not matter. It doesn't matter if you filed bankruptcy. It doesn't matter if you foreclosed. It doesn't matter if you had some bad relationships. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It don't matter if you were locked up. It don't matter if you've been. It does not matter. God can do anything but fail, and God can do anything for the diligent. That's your neighbor said. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Get up out of those mistakes. Come up out of your pity party. Put your tissues away for all of your issues. You got too much living to do. You got too many places to go, too many. All right. All right. All right. All right. Watch this. Proverbs 16.9. Watch this. He says, a man's heart. Now, we understand heart in Hebrew. Leb means mind. Plans his way. Check this out. But the Lord directs his steps. <laughs> which means when I give God something to work with God now has something to direct me in and something to correct me in direction correction now 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 he says he, he, he says a man's heart or mind plans his way but the Lord directs his steps which means in that process of planning God is going to change it he changes it because he's God and he needs you to know that you don't run the show. My plan was, and y'all know this, I've told you this four billion times. My plan was not to be a bishop, not to be no pastor. That was not my plan. 
And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to do that. And y'all know why I told him. I said, because people don't listen. And I said, Lord, I don't, I just really would prefer to not be bothered with all that. Well, y'all ain't saying nothing. That was my plan. I wish I could tell you from, you know, from, uh, you know, that that was my desire forever. No. Now my desire was to serve the Lord and to do ministry, and I was doing that. When you're talking about pastoring and then you're talking about being a bishop, which is a pastor, two pastors, I didn't want to do that. But I gave him something to work with so then he could direct and correct. I gave him something. You can't just wake up, Lord, whatever you want to do today, just do it. That's, that's not going to work. You need to give him something to work with. Now, let's look at let's get a couple more scriptures. We're just talking our way through this. Is that all right? We're just talking through this tonight. All right? Proverbs 19.21. Proverbs 19.21. If you can implement correction, you won't run backwards on the track. Every failure is connected to a disobeyed instruction. Every failure is connected to a disobeyed instruction. Proverbs 19, 21. Here it is. There are many plans in a man's heart or mind. Nevertheless, the Lord's what? Counsel will stand. So this, this verse really even connects and transcends to the previous point that we were making. There's many plans that you're going to have. But nevertheless, it is the Lord's counsel that's going to stand. His direction, his correction. His direction, his correction. If you can implement correction, you won't waste time running backwards on the track. If you cannot implement correction, you're going to run backwards on the track. Okay? As I said, Bishop, how do I know when the Lord's correcting me? Every time you come up in here, the Lord has given you direction and correction. And it's good for you. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? It's good for you direction he encourages you and says you can make it and you're going somewhere and he has a plan for your life but then he gives you correction and says but you got to do this you got to change this got to look at this let's modify this let's modify this there, there's a there's a group of christians in the world today that that just believe that they just that, that, that they uh they just believe that 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 god's grace is just going to fix everything and, and you don't have to do anything and they just say just oh it's just grace 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 and you know just thank you for grace and grace and yes we thank god for grace and we thank God for mercy, but you got to do something. If not, then why, then why life? Then, why, then what's the point? If I don't have to do anything and Jesus is going to do everything for me, if I don't have to be diligent, what's the point? You hear what I'm saying? All right, let's look at one more scripture. One more scripture. Uh, go to Isaiah 30. Isaiah 30 and verse 1. Isaiah 30 and verse 1. We're talking about a strategic life plan. And we're going to review everything in just a minute. A strategic life plan. Isaiah 30 and verse 1. It says, woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord. Who, who, now, you'll notice that these verses we've looked at, Lord has been capitalized in all of them, which means that's God's covenant name, which means God is taking this stuff very personal. Okay? He says, uh, says to Yadhe which is what Lord, when it's all capitalized in your Bible means, God's name in Hebrew, his full name is Yadhe Bavhe. God is not God's name, God is a title. Okay? Uh, in English, it's Jehovah. In Hebrew, the short is Yahweh. Who take counsel, check this out, but not of me. And who devise plans, but not of my spirit. So they can add one stupid decision to another stupid decision to get two stupid decisions. 
Now, you see how these two points connect? Okay. Between godly counsel and, and, and being able to implement correction. Let's read it again. He said, whoa. Now, now, now who's talking here? God. This isn't Isaiah. This is God. He says, woe to the rebellious children. What, what, is, what, what does rebellious mean? Re- rebellious means to willfully deviate from a directive that's been given. Stand up, go to the right. You stand up, go for it. That's rebellion. Amen. Bring cutouts with you on Wednesday. No, okay, 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 okay. I, I'm just giving you. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm just giving you a time. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm just giving you a hard time. But I wanted you to do it so that you could so that you could figure out what inspires you. So that tonight when we're going through this makes more sense. But that's okay. You can do it tonight. All right. There is grace, and there is mercy. All right. Woe to the rebellious children, says Yehovah, God, who take counsel, but it's not me, and it's not of me, and it's not from me. And who devise plans, but they're not from my spirit. They're not from the ghost. We're connecting the weekend series. That they can add sin to sin. Sin means missing the mark. So they can miss the mark and then miss it again. If you can implement correction direction you won't run backwards on the track you hear what i'm saying so so let me give you a very practical example of this and then we're going to go to this last thing and we're done y'all all right tonight very practical example of this if 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 your trainer says if you if you got a personal trainer here at the gym and your trainer says don't um don't eat no red meat and you say back to your trainer well look you know i'm gonna have me a hamburger man because i can okay all right Listen, you're not going to accomplish the goal that he was intending for you to accomplish and you wanted to accomplish because you didn't heed the directive. If you can implement correction, you won't run backwards in life. So one of the best things you can do is look at yourself as a student, not a teacher. Did you hear what I just said? A lot of people want to be teachers. They want to tell everybody everything. And they got something to say to everybody. I need to talk to so-and-so. I need to say something to so-and-so. No, you need to say something to yourself. People get me. I remember, I remember years ago, somebody came to me uh, and, uh, and said, Bishop, I was looking at somebody's MySpace, and their MySpace is just ungodly. I just think we need to say something. I said, I am not. That tells you how long ago it was when MySpace was popular. <laughs> MySpace ain't been hot for years. Okay, I said, listen, that ain't. Did you pray for him? I mean, you just want to be the sin police. Want to figure out other people's problems so you can go say something. You need to say something to yourself. Always oh, interesting when people like to tell on other people. That's why Jesus said, before you say something about somebody else, get that two by four. Before you're talking about, we need to have prayer for so-and-so, you need to say, lay your hands on me. Just, matter of fact, kick me out. Punch me out. Just kick me to the flow. Just stop on me until the devil come out. Do whatever you got to do. Most people, though, and this is the truth, and God, God, I hope you can make it not be your truth. Most people don't handle correction well. 
nobody gonna talk to me like that. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. Well then, go make your own money. Such a grown man, and you don't want your boss talking like that, then quit. Figure out how to start your own corporation. I bet you'll be back. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Touch your neighbor. Say, how can you handle correction? How, how can you do it? Real simple. Well. Hell it well. Implement it. There's a reason that it's there. There's a reason that it's there. Okay? If your boss directs you, don't, don't fight him. Just say, okay, I got it. I'm going to do it. If a leader, uh, whatever sphere of life it is, if a leader corrects you, just do it. Romans 13 says that all authorities from God and that those authorities bear the sword. And they don't bear that sword in vain. Just implement it. And don't complain about it. That's it. Just do it. This is a shame to see grown folk acting like five-year-olds. <laughs> Big baby. That's why you got what you got. <laughs> it's the baby. It's time you grow up. <laughs> Y'all ain't got to say nothing. I could teach for hours. Bring my chair. I can sit down. No, I'm all right. Y'all was shouting on Sunday about power. <laughs> okay, young people, when your parents correct you, check it out. Just do it. But, but Bishop, my mama don't understand. She don't understand what? What is it that you want her to understand? Well, I'm 13 years old. Exactly. That means you don't know nothing. <laughs> now, let me be clear, because the young people say, well, Bishop, I do know something. No, you, you know something, but the purpose of your parent is, 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 watch this. Parents, the Bible says you have to give an account to God for how you raise them. So if you just let them live carelessly and just out here and all times of night, and they 15, talking about they out at 12, 30, no, no. The Bible says you have to stand in front of God because that's God's inheritance. So you're going to have to give an account for that. When they get an attitude and you don't bring them back and say, you better fix your face. And you just say, that's just how they are. They're just mad. You better, you better obey the local, state, and federal laws, but you better make sure that face gets fixed. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm going to preach it. And the young people, I see them laughing. They laughing like, mm mm-hmm. So then when your mama and daddy be doing it, don't be like, don't say nothing to them because it's just the truth. Let me tell you this, young people. A parent that hates you will let you do whatever you want. If your parents let you do whatever you want, then I want to pray for you after church because we need to get some new folks in to raise you. The Bible says that God... The Bible says, if, if natural fathers chastise you and it produce something, when God chastises you, will it not produce something greater? The, the, the point is, is that the scripture says that God, those that he loves, he chastises, he corrects. If you can't handle correction, you're going to run backwards. 
Let me, let me give an example of, of how people can't handle correction in church, and then we're going to move on. Something is preached, and they don't like it. But I don't agree with that. You ain't qualified to disagree with it. It's just number one. Just number one. You need some more credentials to be... You don't disagree with what he said? Well, I'm afraid for you. I'm... Bissy, will you pray for me? No, because he finna do business. Now, we live in a Christian world where people say, I just don't, I don't agree. About the book? It's got real quiet right there. Because it's something they don't want to hear. Because it's something they don't want to hear. Uh, I think the Lord's shifting me. And only churched people say that. That's why we, we target the unchurched. Because only churched people do that. The Lord's shifting me. Exactly, into reverse. That's exactly what he's doing. You are shifting. I don't agree. That's funny because he didn't make you in charge. So maybe he wasn't concerned with what you thought. Now, that's tough talk right there. And I know in Denver, y'all don't want to hear talk like that, but I'm going to tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not because I don't work for you. I work for him. Just so we got a clear understanding, Jesus signs my check. <laughs> okay. All right. Just because somebody tells you something that you don't like doesn't mean that they're against you. Correction and direction. And if I'm your pastor, if I'm your pastor, and, and I teach something and, and it challenges you, good. It's supposed to challenge you. If you just want to take the high road and have good feelings and think happy thoughts, <laughs> it's my job to challenge you. It's my job. It's what the word shepherd means, pakad in Hebrew. It means to be hostile towards in a corrective fashion. That's what the word pastor means. Did you know that? That's what it means. It means to be hostile toward in a corrective fashion. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Okay. In, in the South, in the South, they, they, would, have, uh, they, they would have, you know, we call them big mamas or, or whatever. And, and in the South, then big mamas, there's just some stuff they didn't tolerate. Anybody know anything I'm talking about? There's some stuff they just didn't tolerate. You didn't come in there just acting any kind of way. And if she tell you to sit down and eat a ham sandwich, you're going to sit down and eat a ham sandwich. And you say, Big Mom, I just ate. Sit down and eat this ham sandwich. I did not ask you nothing about whether that. Y'all know, I know in Denver y'all don't like that because I know I don't want to have a ham sandwich and I'm not having one. <laughs> you couldn't do that where I'm from. Where I'm, what, what? You talking to me? And when you look back, adults, isn't it the truth? When you look back, aren't you thankful for those that checked you and told you the truth and corrected you and didn't let you just run all around? And... Amen. Last thing, last thing. We're talking about a strategic life plan. Last thing. Y'all all right? Be faithful with someone else's plan. Be faithful with someone else's plan. 
So let's just recap the points I've given you. What was the first one? Commit your plans to God. And that's not just a prayer, but it's a lifestyle. Number two? Atmosphere of inspiration. Number three? What do you want to see, have, or accomplish, and why? Number four? Ooh. Number four? Huh? I'm hearing four different sets of answers. Okay, we talked about diligent people. Number four, godly counsel. If you have godly counsel, you'll be on the correct track. Number five, if you implement correction, you won't run backwards on the track, okay? So number six is be faithful with somebody else's plan. Be faithful with somebody else's plan. And this is so powerful. This is, this is, this is so, so, so powerful. This is powerful. Uh, go to Luke 16. Go to Luke 16. When you're faithful to somebody else's plan, it becomes the seed for the success of your plan. When you're faithful to somebody else's plan, it becomes the seed for the success of your plan. So here's what some people say. Bishop, I'm just working at, uh, at uh, you know, throw, throw some out. Sign it. Well, if you are working at Sonic, could you please tell them to not... When I ask for mixed fries and onion rings, I do not mean full fries and like 500 onion rings. I want it mixed, half and half. Okay, all right. So, uh, uh, it, people say, well, I'm just working at Sonic, um, you know, and as soon as I can get out of here, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to do this and do that. But what is the quality of work that you're giving to Sonic? Because if I'm not making that much, I don't really care. What you don't understand is, is how you treat another man's plan is how God treats yours. Luke 16, verse 10. Luke 16, verse 10. We're going to look at verse 10, and then we're going to look at verse 12. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. But he who is unjust in what is least is also unjust in much. If you're unfaithful at minimum wage, he has no plans of fulfilling your plan to be the CEO. It's right here. It's in red. White on the screens, but it's in red in your Bible. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. So, so are you faithful with another man's plan? With another man's vision? With another man's dream? How do you treat another man's family? How do you treat another man's kids? How do you treat another man's car? How, how do you treat another man's thing? Because the scripture says, he who is faithful in what is least is also faithful in much, and he who is unjust in least is also unjust in much. Now go to verse 12. Look at what it says. Verse 12. And if you've not been faithful with another man's, why should you get your own? If you're not faithful, work in the sonic fry basket. The book says, it's foolish for you to even think that you're going to own the franchise. Okay? 
If you work at Foley, or not Foley's, what is it now? Macy's. I just remember the red apple sale. <laughs> if you work at Macy's, you say, I'm just working this job because, you know, I need to make a little extra money. I'm just, ooh, I don't even care. They told me to hang it like that. I don't care. There ain't nobody watching this. Management don't care. I don't care. I'm just here to get my check. Have you ever noticed how hard it is to make ends meet? Because the book says, if you have not been faithful with another man's, who, here's what Jesus is implying, who's dumb enough to give you your own? When you apply for a job, y'all all right tonight? You see, most people don't, don't teach you this. You just, just, just go get your job and just work and whatever. But, 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 but this is, these are the things because while management may, may not be watching, God is. God is. He's watching. And you may say, well, ain't nobody going to see it. But you saw it. So you fix it. Young people, well, she didn't see me cheating. But that means you don't know. <laughs> Ain't nothing to be proud about. <laughs> when I was coming up, uh, uh, they said, you need to get your lessons. You need to get your lessons. That's not what they, 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 don't, they didn't see me get help from Google on my homework when I wasn't supposed to. They didn't see me, so it don't matter. God saw you. And if you're a corner cutter, see, this is, I knew this was going to be tough. I knew it was going to be tough. If you're a corner cutter, the book says nobody's dumb enough to give you your own. Now, you, you, you say, Bishop, why? When, when, you, when, you, when you apply for a job, what do they ask you for? Resume. Why do they want a resume? Why don't they just take your word for it? I work hard. I, oh, I put in the extra mile. I pay attention to detail. And I'm there to serve your vision. I'm there to build. Why do they ask you for a resume? They want to see what you've done before them. Who have you been faithful to before you got to them? And do you know what else they ask you for? References. You know what I ask you for references? Because they want to see what other people say about you when you're not on the phone. And here's what you think. You think you're tricking them by giving them people that are only going to say good stuff? You better watch out because when them people get them calls and they know you ain't on the phone. There's a level of, of, of conscience that steps in on people. We've had people apply at the church and their references come back and they say, oh my God. My God in heaven. This ain't going to work, baby. No. Why you even put that name down? Because <laughs> you didn't know they were going to say that, but there's a level of conscience that comes on people where they get the ability to say something when you're not there. They ask for that. You know what else they'll do? They run your background check. In some jobs now, they run your credit. In the country, we call it credit. They run your credit. Why do they do that? They want to see what have you been faithful to before? What have you done before? Because what you've done before is the best indication of what you're going to do in the future without Jesus. But with Jesus, what you've done before is just what you've done before. When you make a decision to be diligent and to put God first and apply these principles, then you're no longer bound by what you've done previously. I'm going to end with this. 
For the first, for the first almost decade or so um, of my ministry, October will be 16 years uh, in, in, in vocational ministry. Amen. Now, not 16 years of harvest, only six years of, or six and a half years uh, of harvest. But, but here's the deal. For the first almost decade uh, of ministry, I built the vision, plans, and dreams of other men of God without a personal agenda. Without a personal agenda. I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to be seen. I, I didn't want no credit. All I wanted to do was I wanted God to be glorified, and I wanted for the man of God to look good. And so, so whatever I got to do to make sure he looks good, I'm doing. So no matter how late it takes me, no matter how long it takes me, it no matter who got something to say about me, because listen, this excellence thing didn't come six years ago, baby. It's been there since day one. My mother instilled it in me. It's part of who we are. And you got to hear what I'm saying. It's been there the whole time. So I would make enemies. I make enemies with folk because I come and say, oh, no, that ain't what Pastor said. So you sat down somewhere. I'm going to talk to Pastor. I said, no, you're not. I said, you're not going to bother him with this foolishness. You will have your seat. <laughs> one lady, I remember one time I, pull, I pulled in the office because she's she just beside herself. And she had to get back into herself. <laughs> so I helped her. Her and her husband, I helped them. They just needed some help. That's all. Everybody needs help. <laughs> so I helped them. And, uh, and, and she called herself getting angry and, 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 and getting up and getting mad and, and storming out of the office. And, and, I went, and I said, go get her. And uh, the husband brought her back in the office, and the husband was apologizing. So he said, Bishop, I don't know why she'd be acting. I don't know why she didn't like that. The next day she said, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you told me what you told me. She said, because I had no clue what I looked like. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.